The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying conversation like I do every week with industry experts talking about real estate and real estate for investors. Today, we have a great show. Three guests are going to be in the studio with us. John Graham is with us. He's an experienced and professional realtor in northern Nevada. He is also the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We'll get an update from him as to what the real estate market looks like now in the hottest time of the summer and what it's going to look like as we round the corner getting into 2018. 18. Also with us today, Michelle Holbert is joining us too, and she's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans, and she'll talk to us about some of the creative ways to get financing to purchase a home, whether you're a first-time home buyer or maybe looking for your investment property. Michelle has some great ideas for you to get ready to get that mortgage and take advantage of today's low interest rates. A lot of people too, we know have challenges getting a mortgage and buying a home because of their high car payments. So we have an expert in the studio with us later on the show today as well. His name is Skip Thompson from Leverett Auto and Transmission, and he's going to talk to us about how you can get more mileage and save more money by taking care of your older car. And maybe instead of buying a new car, you'll be able to buy a new home. That and more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this message. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. With us in the studio today, three guests joining us to talk about real estate and real estate for investors and lots of things involved with that. John Graham, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Welcome to the show, John. Well, thank you very much, Peter. It's always a treat to be back on your show and to get an opportunity to talk about real estate. You bet. There's always something good going on and lots of action in your industry as captain of the ship there. You were in charge of making sure that it goes in the right direction, although the market pretty well dictates that for yeah, you, Yeah, right? and hopefully I don't go down with the ship. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. That, that, uh, don't, don't want to see that happening. Yeah, things are picking up. We're in the middle of our busy season, if you will. Uh, usually you see an awful lot of activity in the May, June, July, August type time frame. We're seeing something a little bit different this year. Normally in the past, we'd add a lot more homes for sale during that period of time because everybody thinks that's the perfect time to be listing and selling. And so inventory would go up. Well, we're adding a lot of homes. They're getting sold. So they're not staying around. So we're almost seeing kind of a net zero increase in inventory. And inventory is one of our, as you know, Peter, it's one of our biggest issues. Yeah, we have a great report from you that I recently got uh, sent to me from the Association of Realtors. It's going to give us some ideas of what medium home prices are looking like in the area and other ways that we can maybe navigate around those prices by looking at different areas beyond just Reno and Sparks. John, we're going to talk to you about that and more later on the show. Great, Peter. Looking forward to it. Also with us in the studio, Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thanks, Peter. It's always good to be here. It's great to have you, too. Are you enjoying nice summer, nice warm summer? I am. Talk yeah. about going from winter to summer in one week, right? Yeah, no, zero to 60. It's <laughs> like, wow, amazing. It is heating up, and this is your busy season, too. You work in tandem with the real estate industry when you're in the mortgage industry. 
Are you seeing the same kind of action this summer as you saw last summer? How does it compare? Actually, we're a lot busier this summer, and I'm noticing a significant increase in the home prices. I've always been within average of what our median home prices are as far as my loan amounts, and this year it's quite a bit higher, so I'm actually seeing a lot of the 450 to 850 market loans in that range. You were telling me not long ago when we were speaking that you are seeing more action in the upper prices, right? Because somehow as the median home price goes up, now there's maybe more interest in jumbo loans too beyond the conventional? Well, that's part of it. And we're doing a lot of relocations right now coming in from other areas. And anybody that comes in from California still thinks that, you know, Reno, Nevada is pretty cheap. On <laughs> so sale. It's yeah. on sale. It's uh-huh. a discount. So their dollar goes a lot further here mm-hmm. and they're not gonna squawk about the prices. So you're seeing that drive in the market. I'm doing a lot of relocations from other parts of the country too. And most of these sales prices have been above 550. When people are wanting to move into Nevada from other states like California, that puts a lot of pressure on local residents, on Nevada residents who finally think, wow, now's my, I finally got that job. I'm finally in position to get a mortgage to buy a house. And suddenly you're competing with all of this out-of-state money. Is there any focus on that by any of the lending officials about, well, like the Nevada programs that you have as well? Is that a benefit for just the Nevada residents, or can they be looked at by people moving from another state as well? Yeah, somebody moving from another state could take advantage of that program as long as they were within the income limitations. When I talk to first-time home buyers, especially, I tell them up front who you're competing with. Mm. You know, you're competing with other first-time home buyers entry-level type borrowers, you're competing with retirees, you're competing with people coming from other states, and investors, and people with cash. So we have to make our clients look as nice and tidy and deliver them with the bow as we possibly can so Mm -hmm. their offer gets accepted. I guess the only thing you can do if you're a a Nevada resident, you're renting and you want to buy that that home, is to, in essence, somewhat outsmart the competition by getting ready sooner, getting everything in line, having all of your contacts ready, because it's a process. I'm sure it used to be to the point where if you wanted to buy a house, within two or three months, you'd have a house. There was a time maybe not long ago, right? It's not like that anymore. It's a journey, is it not? Well, it is. And for those that don't start with me first, it can be a painful one because the financing is the first step. You have to know what you can qualify for and what you have to do to be able to fix your credit, whatever we have to do to get you in that best position. That may not be an overnight fix, and that's where I still have to pound my message home to borrowers. You can't call me on Monday if you have a credit issue and expect it to be fixed by Friday. Mm -hmm. And the market's moving very fast right now, and people get anxious. Do it ahead of time, because that's where you don't do that ahead of time. You're going to get beat out time and time again. Even the people that do do everything ahead of time still run the risk of, competition, but if you're not ready to go, probably won't get your offer accepted. Being a home buyer anymore is almost like being an athlete. You know, you have to train, you have to prepare, yeah. you have to have the right contacts, <laughs> and sometimes you need a good agent. And you need endurance. <laughs> <laughs> endurance the whole bit. But it is a process, and yes, that's why we're encouraging people to get started, Michelle. And and I know that's an issue for you too, John, as well, because you're not only are you the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, you're a realtor yourself. You're in the trenches with your comrades. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and Michelle is absolutely spot on. If we have somebody bring an offer for one of our listings and they don't have a good, solid pre-approval letter and all of that, that offer is going to be weak. 
and right now anything below about $325,000, you can count on multiple offers. So if you come to the party without your finances in order, your offer's not going to stand a chance. You're toast. Always think about that. Get pre-approved first for a mortgage if you're going to need a loan to purchase your home. It's not as easy as some people think. Every now and then it is easier, but in most cases there's challenges. The banks need to get all of your information. They need to process it and look at it and make sure that you can actually afford to pay for the house payments that you're going to have after you get a mortgage so that we don't have the challenges we had a few years back with the mortgage meltdown and all kinds of crazy things going on in housing. It doesn't seem like it's much crazier today than it was then except for the fact that borrowers are really truly pre-approved when they get a mortgage and they actually can pay for the mortgage when they start the process of becoming homeowners. There's not nearly as many flippers, I would understand, John and Michelle, as there were in you know five, 10 years ago. There's not as many, but a lot of that is back to my inventory issue. You know, There's a really small amount of property to flip, unless you're a company who is going out and soliciting those types of properties to do that. Used to go down to the courthouse steps and I'd have coffee with 30 people who were waiting on courthouse auction type properties coming to market. You can go down to the courthouse steps now and bring your own coffee and there's probably nobody to talk to because there's not an auction every day. I used to see the crowds myself when my office was downtown. I think a lot more people are just realizing that it's more of a buy and hold market now. And a lot of investors that I know, John and Michelle, they're actually adding to their holdings as they find these deals because it's pretty clear that values are going up. It doesn't seem like they're going in the other direction anytime soon. There's not really anything to, to move them in that direction. So uh, the meaning home price, John, we're gonna talk about that later on the show. And Michelle, I wanna talk to you more about how we can help borrowers deal with these higher median home prices so that people can still become homeowners. But I know that one of the one of the big deals is when people come to see you, Michelle, they've got great credit, everything looks good. If the payments that they have on their mortgage are too high, they still can't afford to get a deal in most cases, can they? You mean on the credit report, yeah. like if they have car payments, things high like that? High car payments, that's, things like that, big true. issue, right? That's why we have yeah. another guest in the studio joining us today. Skip Thompson is with us. And Skip is the owner of Leverett Transmission and Automotive Repair. Welcome to our show, Skip. Thank you very much, Peter. I do appreciate you inviting me to the radio show. I'm not an expert on real estate or credit scores or financing, things like that, but I am an expert on cars and keeping cars on the road and keeping them comfortable to drive. And my team knows what to look for and all of those things to maybe get you a little bit more mileage out of a car instead of having a car payment. Yeah, because uh, look, I was a mortgage lender a million years ago. And I remember one of the big issues I had with getting borrowers pre-approved for a mortgage was the fact that maybe they just recently bought a new car. And that car payment was so high in comparison to their income. You know, a lot of people buy way beyond their means on car. They're driving around in a Mercedes and they're a checker at a grocery store. I mean, it doesn't make sense. They're putting practically all their money into their car payment. There's a, an imbalance there. Michelle, share with me and share with our listeners your take on the car payments. Big impact on your ability to get a mortgage for your borrowers. Well, well, sure. The average car payment that somebody has might be over $350. And we see that they range from the small end of the spectrum up to 2000 a month, depending on what you drive. Right. But that can be problematic. So I think that you know people have to really take a look at, uh, they obviously transportation. Reno's not a town that you can just hop on a train or a bus and maybe get anywhere you need to go. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that is a big factor. We run into it often. Yeah, well we're gonna talk to Skip about ways that people can get maybe more life out of their cars. 
get more mileage out of their cars, actually save money on your transportation costs by taking care of your automobile. And then think about that savings. If you don't have a big car payment, suddenly you might qualify for a bigger house or actually be able to get started versus continuing to be a renter. That kind of conversation and more on Nevada Real Estate Radio with my guests, John Graham, Michelle Holbert, and Skip Thompson after this. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combined. Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396 SunTech Solar Screening. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. You're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. And with me in the studio today, I've got three great guests talking with us. Michelle Holbert is with us. Hope you're enjoying being on the show today, Michelle. I sure am, Peter. It's always nice to be here. We've always have lots to talk about and always have great guests. So. Great guests, yeah. absolutely. It's great to have you here and join in with us, Michelle. And John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. He's also a realtor in Northern Nevada. Glad you're here with us too, John. Well, thank you, Peter. Always a pleasure. Always enjoy it. You work with your partner, your loving, lovely wife. Life partner, business partner. What was I thinking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know. I think you and I sometimes suffer the same suffering. Helen Graham, what a lovely lady. Oh, she's neat. She really is. And she's out and about making some deals happen while you're here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Somebody somebody has to work. You know what? I like that. (laughs) Guys, Yeah, he gets the leisure here (laughs) talking on the radio, right? You set a great example. Yep. I love this man. Also with us, Skip Thompson. And Skip is the owner of Leverett Transmission and Automotive. Skip, I'm glad you're here with us too. Thank you again for having me. My wheels are spinning about maintenance and keeping your car in good shape and good to go on the road. That's good. You're you're an expert uh, beyond in your field. Now let our listeners know a little bit about you, what you do, your stores, how long you've been here. I've been in Reno for 22 years. I love this place. I might sound like a broken record sometimes when I talk to people, but Reno really is a great place to live and raise the kids and do business. I've been self-employed since I was 28 years old. I've had three different automotive shops. I own two currently. 
uh, Leverett Transmission on 4th Street and Allen's Automotive on Victorian Avenue. My goals with the businesses are to just do the right things and treat people correct and make sure that they're getting what they're paying for and never oversell. Those are the things that I, I like to strive for. You know, I know, Skip, a lot of people drive new cars because they like to drive new cars. However, when I was growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, if you wanted to tinker with your car, do a few things, it wasn't a big deal. You could handle some of that maintenance with your little toolbox in your garage. Now cars are more like computers on wheels. And so I bet your technicians are really more like computer experts almost than they are automotive experts. We are under constant training. We, the more training, the better. I generally pay for all the classes for the guys to go to. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's the same mechanical car, all computer controlled. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of nuts and bolts, the brakes work the same, the hydraulics, the cooling systems, all of those things, but it's all controlled by the computer and the lights on your dashboard are the information that tells you when there's a problem with your vehicle. Look, a lot of people in my family and even myself in my history, I've been taken advantage of by mechanics. So sometimes you think, well, if I have to keep taking this car to a mechanic and I've been through that where you know, it keeps going back and forth and it's so costly, better just to lease a new car. So there's two things that I think about, those two things, when I would think buy versus used. But the, the big issue is when we get to Michelle is that if, when you buy a new car or you lease a new car, your payments are so high. So what we're looking for are ways to save money, not spend more money. And if we just were able to take care of that car for a longer period of time, we could possibly get into a mortgage. So you're not gonna be able to fix the cars yourself anymore because they're still gonna have computers. We can do very little things on our own. But taking it to a mechanic, if you take it to a competent mechanic and somebody that you trust, there's your chance to save some money. Do you ever get people talking to you about how maybe they don't trust mechanics? That's the age-old thing. Um, it, it's and, and there always is going to be the one or two bad experiences or bad guys in town that give everybody a bad name, all the mechanics. So most auto shops these days are going to be honest and they're going to do the, a nice inspection and they're going to give you an honest opinion on your vehicle and recommended repairs and things that need to be done today or that can wait and things like that. So Well, you know, as a personal experience, when I was a college student, I had a leak in my Ford. Just a little oil leak. I took it into a mechanic. He told me I needed a new transmission. So he sold me a new transmission. It was about $1,500 later and a lot of heartache. It was done and, and I was no better off than I would have been by you know just getting rid of the car. Yeah. So competency and trust. Trust is probably the biggest factor. Trust right? is a big factor, I think, in any business, but especially with cars and with women. You know, when you're selling and talking with a, a woman about a car or a guy that somebody that doesn't know anything about the vehicle, and what you're saying is just kind of gibberish. It is hard to build trust on sales and repairs like that. Again, something I work with with the service writers all the time is to talk in language that the customer understands. Mm -hmm. They need to understand what they're buying and why, then it makes sense to them. So, mm -hmm. uh, Well, trust is a big thing of what you have at your company, Leverett Transmission. Been around for a while. Been around for a long time. Over 40, and I, I bought Leverett two years ago. And then you also have another shop down the street, and that's Allen's Automotive. Allen's correct? Automotive on Victorian Avenue, another shop that had been around for much longer than 40 years. Mm -hmm. I'm the third owner, so it's just like a car, you know, first owner, second owner, third, I'm the third <laughs> owner of Allen's Automotive. <laughs> you know, I always tell people, don't get a mortgage from some 1-800 number or the internet, because if they do you wrong, you're never going to be able to meet up with that person again and, and say, hey, what's where's my deal, or why isn't it done? So that's why I like dealing with local mortgage lenders, and we love Michelle, but when it comes to auto repair, it's always local again. You need to deal with somebody that you know, like, and trust that you might run into, and I run into you about once a week. I see you at a networking group. I love to network. 
I do like to socialize. I do like to go to the Aces games and events on Victorian Ave and downtown. And I want to be able to see people and shake their hands and look them in the eye and know that we've done a good job for them. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what is one of the most common things that people overlook in maintaining their car that actually costs them life on that car? There's a few. I would say a little maintenance goes a long way. The oil changes and things like that. The biggest thing is probably the check engine light on the dashboard. If the check engine light comes on and the person drives that car around and continues to drive it around, even though it runs fine, the computer sees a problem with the car. So. Those can be generally easy, quick, easy fixes, but if you drive the car around with the check engine light on all the time, you never know what the problem is, or it could be doing more damage. Hey, I know why people do that. They're cheap. They don't want to go see a mechanic. Don't want to go they see the mechanic. Go, I'll take this in. Mm-hmm. They'll tell me I need a new transmission. Car runs fine. Yeah, we're, yeah <laughs> exactly. Right. So they can actually save money probably on the mileage of the car, because I would imagine when that check engine light is on, the car's not running efficiently, it's costing them more Generally, the, the car is not getting as good as gas miles as it should be when the check engine light is on, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We work on cars mostly that are five years and older, five to 15 years old. Um, and then the people that buy the brand new cars, there's the warranties and the free oil changes at the dealership and tires at cost and things like that. There's advantages for customers that own new cars. So we get them once they're out of warranty usually. Mm-hmm. But let's say somebody got a new car five or six years ago because I hear people are keeping their cars longer and they're renters and now they're thinking, hmm, maybe I need to buy a new car because this one's wearing out. A good chance rather that when they purchase the new car or lease a new car, that high payment's going to keep them out of the opportunity to get a mortgage. So what would you recommend as some great used cars that you've seen? I mean, you get a lot of different cars coming in. Let's say a five, six, seven-year-old. What are some of the better used cars out there? I think, in my personal opinion, that the cars that are built nowadays are almost all of them are a fairly good quality car. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to pick a Ford, Chevy, Nissan, Honda, it, it really doesn't matter if it's 2000 and newer or 2005 and newer. Mm-hmm. It's not like when we bought a car in the 1970s or the 80s where 100,000 miles was a lot of miles for that car and it's all used up and we're not putting any more money into that thing. 100,000 miles on a 10-year-old car is not a lot of miles anymore. Yeah. If it's well-maintained and, and had the services done to it, it's a good car, good car, good truck. The cars maybe to stay away from would be like a Saturn because they're not making them anymore and the parts might be harder to get. How about a DeSoto? Uh, yeah, I would probably stay away from those. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Yeah>. Peter. <laughs> no DeSotos. Yeah, things like that. But I would say all in all, the cars that are built nowadays and, and in the last 10 or 15 years are much better quality cars than were built in the 70s and 80s. I used to see in my hometown some really beautiful cars, beautiful cars, parked in front of shacks where these people lived. I mean, some people put all their thought and their mind into their car. You know, they live like paupers because they have this huge car payment. And look, as a mechanic, it doesn't matter to you, right, what their home situation is, but uh, I think people need to take more focus of what they have in life and it's really not so much about the car but it's about the home because the home impacts long term and appreciates in value it can do so much for your life so i'm encouraging our listeners our viewers to think about this drive a used car you can take some pride in saving money by buying a great used car and just think about all the money you're going to save on car payments on car insurance i mean the difference in car insurance on a brand new car than on a car that's four or five years old it's huge it's thousands of dollars difference over the course of a year or two. So why not take that money and invest it, if you will, 
in your future by putting that money towards your down payment or showing that you have more capacity to make a mortgage payment when you fill out a mortgage application. Use cars. I can tell you this, that cars are not great investments. Houses are a much better <laughs> investment. <laughs> Good man, Skip. If anybody so, wants to reach you or come yeah. visit you at the shop, what's, what's the locations? Uh, we Leverett is on uh, beautiful 4th Street in downtown Reno, mm-hmm. just outside of downtown, and uh, Allen's Automotive is on Victorian Avenue in Sparks. All right, great. Well, we're going to have you continue our conversation with our real estate and mortgage experts in the studio after this break. It's glad you're with us today. Michelle and John, we'll be back with you both. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech solar screening. Three guests in the studio today. Skip Thompson is with us, and Skip is the owner of Leverett Transmission and Automotive Repair. Michelle Holbert is with us, too. She's a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. And John Graham is with us. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and also a professional realtor yourself. John, you look great. In fact, you've got a little bit of a Jimmy Buffett going today. Well, you know, changes in latitude, changes in attitude. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Margaritaville. <laughs> there you go. It's really good to have you back on the show. You're uh, about halfway through your year as the president of the Association of Realtors. Uh, I bet that's been a good experience for you. It's been a great experience. You learn a lot about the other side of the business. So there's kind of the people-facing side with clients and realtors and houses and that, and then there's the business of the association, all of the things that go on behind the scenes. And that's been quite some education. We just finished up a big legislative session here in Nevada every other year, and this was the year. And I um, had a lady on the show not long ago, Randy Thompson was with us. We were looking at a lot of the new legislation that took place. It's amazing how many new laws took place, close to four or 500. And a lot of them impacted real estate. Do you have any in mind that you can think about that are significant? I don't right now. We stay involved with that. We have a whole team of people that track all of that legislation. There were like about 1,200 bills submitted through the legislature this year. We cut down to where about 100 of them were bills that we were following, trying to keep track of. But we have a whole legislative committee and team that stays on that. You know, most of the stuff, there were a few things that we weren't happy about that we were able to influence and get modified. Uh, One of the ones that comes to mind was having to have a rental agreement notarized. If you're working with a realtor, you don't need to have your rental agreement notarized. If you're not working with a realtor, you need to have it notarized. And that came primarily out of Las Vegas and as a result of people squatting in vacant properties. Ah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, everybody, a lot of people in the past claimed, I didn't know what I was signing, I didn't know what I was doing. So one more bit of assistance there. 
to help people make sure that they understand everything going on. I know you keep up with a lot of things there, and one of the things I know the legislation can't change is the median home price of homes in Reno and Sparks. There's no way that a lobbyist can help keep that down, is there? Well, sometimes you'd sure like to see that capability exist, but you know our median price continues to rise. You know we're at about three hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars right now is the median price. And the median, if you're not familiar with that, and your listeners aren't familiar with that, that says half of the properties that we have for sale sell for less than that. Half of the properties that we have for sale sell for more than that. So we're climbing back up quite a bit. I think at the the zenith before the real estate bubble, we got up to about 367. So we're climbing in that direction. We're not too far from there. And I remember at that time that the mortgage opportunities for for conventional financing were quite a bit higher. They were up in the 400s at that time. Michelle, uh, why don't you let us know, what is the approximate loan limit for conventional financing? It's 424.1. All right, so it's kind of keeping up with the same. So it gives you about $100,000 room, maybe at this point $90,000 room from median home price to the max of conventional financing. If it's more than that, if the mortgage is more than that, does that move into a jumbo situation? It does, it does. And jumbo guidelines are a little bit more restrictive than your conventional. So, you know, maybe higher down payment requirements, a little more stringent on reserves, things like that. If you can stay in the conforming loan limits, it's a little bit easier to get a loan in Conforming most cases. Conforming loans, that's, the, that's yeah. the nomenclature I was looking for, yes. So share with us, Michelle, while we're talking about the median home price, uh, what is what does that do to your applicants? Are your applicants, the ones that you're getting, are they able to keep up with that median home price? Do they struggle to find homes that they can afford in their approval area? It is a struggle because if you look at median income for our area versus median home price, there's quite a disparity. You know, in many cases, if it's somebody just starting out, it takes two incomes to be able to buy a house. That's a factor that people have to look at. It's harder for singles to buy houses than one-income families. As that price creeps up to 335, if they're qualified for 250, you're going to have to drive to qualify, and right. that doesn't always work for folks, so they end up renting. Sometimes, and I've seen this in my family, two small families get together in one big house and they join in and they buy a house that way. It's still possible to do that, right? You can have two different buyers. Sure. You could actually be two families if they could fit in there. Yeah, absolutely. That's an acceptable. So that's a creative way. It's a creative way. We do have situations where you know family members will co-sign for their adult children, mm-hmm. and then with the intent at some point in time when they qualify in the future that they would refinance and absolve the parents from the responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's still quite common. So one of the fun things that I saw recently, I went to Truckee, California, to the Truckee Home and Builders Show, and they had a great display of tiny homes. Yeah. And those are so so cute, you know. They, they look like big dollhouses, but people are actually living in homes that are as small as 150 square feet. And the biggest one I saw was 600 square feet. These were on, a, on trailers. But I, I believe they're made to either mount on a foundation, and I guess the smaller ones even are just more like mobiles. Do you get any inquiry about that? Anybody talking about tiny homes on financing? Every once in a while, the conversation will come up, but that's kind of a, well, in the financing world, it's for right now a long shot. It is. Um, I guess a log home would be about in the same category. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, we can finance okay. those. 
uh, manufactured homes as well. That's um, that's well, manufactured is like a big tiny home in a way well, because it's uh, at some be. point it's on wheels and it's and, moving. And that seems to be that's a segment of the market that has really come back, and it can create an affordable option for folks. You know, it's interesting that the one comment I get from a lot of the younger people buying in the market is that the three two two whatever you want to call it, which is three bedrooms, two bath, two car garage, mm-hmm. that doesn't appeal to everybody. And that's one of the things that a lot of these younger folks want to buy something that's smaller. They want no yard or a very minimal yard. They don't necessarily care if they have a garage or if they do it, maybe one car. They want maybe something 700 to 800 square feet. They want a minimal footprint, if you will. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we don't have that outside of certain condominium associations. And it's frustrating because I do see that as people are buying what they don't want, essentially, because that's all there is. That's interesting that you say that. It's it's almost like things are going backwards. As you were talking about that, I was thinking about when I grew up in my small hometown of Brush, Colorado, and there was this neighborhood, that, were, and they called this neighborhood the Husky Home Neighborhood. And these were essentially small homes. They looked like they were maybe a thousand square feet at the most. And they were made for when the railroad workers were coming through and they needed housing. And to me, that would be like the perfect home that the, the, your prospects are talking about. They're looking for that small footprint. They are looking for the small footprint and, if at all possible, within an urban environment. And everything has its ebbs and flows. And if you think about it, Peter, you know, I've lived in Reno for over 30 years, but we, we went out this way. And you see that in communities across the, the country where you started with this downtown hub and then you moved outward in every direction. Well, now everybody's coming back to center. And I think that that's where the the development piece is really important for the younger people that are moving into our market. Not everybody wants to live in 15 miles out of town and not everybody wants a 1,500 square foot, three bedroom, two bath house. (laughs) So if we did, we'd move back to the farm. I see a lot of advantage and convenience and charm when you live in the urban area. We have a beautiful downtown and Midtown is is popping and it's developing too, and it's a really fun place to be. And the costs of living are less when you have to don't have to drive so far. So I can see where there would be an interest in maybe coming back into the urban. But what about those people that want to go kind of get away from that? I can see on the reports and the information I get from the realtors, John, it's cheaper if you move to Fernley or to Fallon or to even Minden, Gardnerville, Dayton for now. It's time sensitive. Four years ago, you could have bought a, a 322, a three bedroom, two bath, two car garage house in Fernley for about $80,000. Uh, that's now two hundred thousand dollars. So it's not the three hundreds that we're in here, but it's still a you know it's still substantial. So uh, it's a hundred thousand uh, dollar difference. Yeah, affordability is is a major issue. You know, to get to uh, to Michelle's point, to afford a median price home, you know, somebody's got to be bringing in probably around eighty thousand dollars a year right now in income. Right. Without a lot of warts, you know, without a lot of Mercedes or Lexus or anything else, uh, you know, pulling their credit score down. So that's a tough number, especially for single people. You're almost forced to go in partnership almost with somebody to be able to get a house when you're when you're a millennial, a young person in their 20s, 30s. Uh, I could barely do it when I was in my 20s, and it was in my late 20s when I finally got that, that first home. Uh, it wasn't nearly as tough then overall than it is today for the the younger people of America, there have to be more creative ways to get financing and to be able to get started. 
the challenge young people have too is saving for retirement. It's so far away, right? And who's got the money anyway to save for retirement? So we can also look at buying a home if you're a young person as in a way starting your retirement plan sooner because you have something that you're investing your money in. And trust me, you have nothing but time on your side. 30 years, you'd be amazed what you can accomplish in 30 years. Right, John? Absolutely. (laughs) And we're really inventory constrained. The builders have a terrible problem right now because uh, they can't build what people want. The average new home in, in the Reno area is probably from a builder's in the 400000 Yeah, range. so it's way up above so the it's, median So it's, it's way above that. And they've got some serious issues in terms of, we call it the four L's. There, there aren't any lots. <laughs> Labor left town on the downturn. Lumber prices have skyrocketed. And lending is a lot more challenging than it was, uh, you know, was back when. No disrespect intended, but we used to refer to some of the loans back in the run-up of the market as as liar loans. You know, that uh, if somebody could fog a mirror, they potentially got a loan. Well, those days are are gone. Yeah, it's like a free loan in those days. Yeah, now it's, now it's a lot, it's a lot harder. And for the builders, uh, lending is very critical, especially for the small home builder, because a lot of the small banks aren't lending to builders. Right. You know, so unless you're a national brand with that's traded on the stock market, you know, you're not, you don't have capital. Well, without capital, they can't go. It's a real challenge for us. I'm talking with John Graham. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. He's also a professional realtor in Northern Nevada. John, tell us about your office. Where do you work? I work for uh, Remax Premier Properties, and we're over on Double R Boulevard. Don't stop by to see me because I'm seldom there. <laughs> I'm at the Board of Realtors or doing a lot of work out and about. And my contact information, tahojg at netzero.com is my email. And my phone number is 775-530-1728. And my website, northernnevadaliving.com. A very nice website that you have there, John Graham. I also know that you guys have a big hot air balloon, do you not? We do, and that'll be coming to one of the many summer events that we have in the Truckee Meadows, the uh, Balloon Festival. I want to say that comes up in August. Yeah, coming up later this summer. Yeah. I love the hot air balloons, and I love the Remax hot air balloons. So if you need somebody holding a rope, you give me a call. Well, we'll, we will do that, Peter. (laughs) We're always looking for people to hold ropes. Yeah. Michelle Holbert is with us, too. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. Michelle... Uh, you've been in the business a long time. You're a native of Nevada. It's changed quite a bit since you were a young girl in high school. Does it seem sometimes like northern Nevada maybe is getting too big? Well, yeah. The small town girl in me still does exist, and it does feel that way sometimes. But I guess I that's th- progress, huh? R- that's right. Reno's grown into a really nice community, mm-hmm. and just like every place, you have your growing pains. But as you drive around and you see the progress and the changes, it's for the positive, I think. Yeah, it seems like since I've been in Reno, and, and it's been almost 17 years now, things have gotten better. Little by little, things get better and better. And it's just, you know, the beauty of northern Nevada doesn't change. It's always there. It's so consistent. You know, the market goes up and down. Right. Values of homes go up and down. The economy moves. But the beauty of northern Nevada, it's constant. It's, it's, I know that's the reason that so many people are here, and that's quite frankly why I'm here too. That's true. And, you know, selfishly, I kind of want it to slow down just from a perspective of living here yeah. because we see problems like we ha- didn't have before, like traffic. Ten years ago, you never had an issue. Now it's, it's a little more prominent, but nonetheless, it's still a great place to live. Mm-hmm. And more people. And, and I think everybody's found out about it, too. Yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> it. It's no longer the, yeah, it's, you know, I liked it when Reno 
911 was on television because it made <laughs> Reno look like such a hokey town. You want to live in Reno, right? I thought, good, stay away. But no, it, but people have discovered that we really are a beautiful place. And uh, although we were compared to Las Vegas from the uninitiated, whenever we tell somebody from the East Coast we're from Reno, uh, Nevada. They say, oh yeah, I know Nevada very well. I've been to Las Vegas. What a difference. It's like two different states. But good for the economy and it's a sign of the times and it's still a great place to live because there really are so many fewer people here than there are in so many other states across the country. I love the wide open spaces, the wild horses and all the good things in northern Nevada. And uh, it's nice, I'm sure, Michelle, when you help somebody accomplish their dream of being a homeowner too. Love it. That's why I do what I do. We have to offer some tips for our home buyers that are challenged by prices and maybe are challenged by financing. After this break, Michelle, I'd like to talk with you about some of the ideas that we have for those people that think they may not be able to afford a home, but you know what? They probably can. All right. And we'll continue with our other guests in the studio too. John Graham from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and Skip Thompson from Leverett Automotive and Transmission. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening combined. Attention all residents of Northern Nevada. This is a high heat alert. Temperatures will be in the high 90s and 100s for an extended period of time. Call SunTech Solar Screening to block the sun and heat from your windows. Now back to our commercial. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 3529396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775 284 1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. John Graham is with us. John is the president of Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Skip Thompson is with us too. Skip is the owner of Leverett Transmission and Automotive Repair. And Michelle Holbert joins us from Caliber Home Loans. And we've got quite a group in here today to talk about helping people make great decisions on real estate. One of the decisions they have to make is buying versus renting. John, I heard you chatting with our other guests during the break about rental occupancy rates. Uh, it's kind of tough for renters. Well, it's hard for renters. And, you know, one of the things that we always talk about, would you rather be investing in a property that's yours or would you rather be paying your landlord's mortgage? I guess one way yeah. or the other, you're paying <laughs> yeah. a mortgage. Right. Because 
the differential right now is really not that great between uh, what people are paying for rents. And, you know, a lot of people don't know what they can afford, and they haven't been in to see Michelle, or they haven't, you know, they haven't gotten an idea that, gee, I could qualify to buy this house instead of rent it. So, mm-hmm. Well, buying sometimes seems like such a long-term commitment, especially when people think about the mortgages, right? 30 years. 30 years? The likelihood of somebody living 30 years in a property, Michelle, you do a lot of 30-year mortgages. I mean, realistically, how long do people live in those properties? Well, the likelihood is about zero, but (laughs) statistically, believe it or not, it's gotten a little bit longer over the past few years. It used to be 4.7 years, Mm. and now it's north of five, maybe six. Mm. But yeah, they're just, no one's going to live in their house for 30 years. If they kept it for 30 years, it would most likely become a rental. I mean, there there are a few cases out there. Skip Thompson, you moved here to Northern Nevada, what, about 20 years ago? 22. And you bought a home? We bought our first house in 1997. As a homeowner, you're kind of an investor too. What about your business? Do you own that building or do you rent that building? I own both the buildings. And talking about leasing or renting, my experience on the commercial side of things, uh, owning the building is about half the cost of leasing that space. And you have all the control, right, for the most part? Yes. Feeling good as an investor, feeling good as a homeowner. I mean, you're you look at your future, you probably look, see some security there that maybe a lot of people don't. I do see some security there for me. I've never been great at saving money. I don't have a 401k plan. I don't have things like that. So I'm I'm looking at these properties as that this is this is the retirement. That's so then you're that's old, my plan. Yep, you're looking at it from that perspective that we talked about earlier in the show that this is one way to really work on your future is by just focusing on your living conditions today, your home ownership versus renting. It could really change your life down the road. It can definitely change your life down the road. A lot of people have challenges, though, getting started. So let's talk about ways, again, that people can maybe afford to purchase a home that maybe wouldn't think so otherwise. We talked earlier about getting a cosigner, a parent, right, that can help you uh, on the loan process, but there still has to be enough income coming in uh, regardless to make the mortgage payments. But what happens if you don't have a parent or a relative that can help you? And you, let's say you have a borrower that's got everything together, but no cash, no, no money to get started. What's the best way? Well, for somebody that's short on cash, usually we would recommend some type of a grant program because those can those could typically at least give the down payment piece to a borrower, mm-hmm. and then maybe we try to get some seller paid closing costs, or it becomes less money the buyer has to come up with, and maybe they can borrow the rest on, the, on a 401k or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, back to the conversation from a few minutes ago, the difference between rental prices and buying a house it's still a little more expensive to buy, but when you take into account the tax benefit and the fact that somebody is actually buying their home that will appreciate, it's absolutely a no-brainer. So I really try to take the time with people, even if they come into me, maybe they qualify for a certain amount, but they don't want to spend that much. Mm. Let's say they may have roommates. If they're younger, they want to live modestly, but in this market, the roommate situation is also a great option, especially if you're in your early 20s and you can get two other people to come in and pay five to 600 bucks a month chances are you're not out of pocket a whole lot of money for your own mortgage payment. And that's how a lot of young people actually get started in our market here is becoming a homeowner and living there as their primary residence, but also renting the rooms out. So now they kind of have a business too. So it's kind of an entrepreneurial focus when you're buying a home. And Reno is Northern Nevada is home to many, many entrepreneurs, a lot of startups here. And I wonder if they're really thinking about that part of their business life, the way they live, 
because they really go hand in hand, don't they? It's you like the social people like the social people like the urban and and then they're trying to leave a very small footprint. What a better way than to have two or three people sharing that cost? Absolutely. And if you can get started with your investment portfolio that way, why not? You know, I look at the the opportunities out that exist out there to buy a house and obviously there are people that have some challenges but I work with folks like that every day and that's what I take pride in is how can I get you to the finish line of buying a house whether it's a credit issue we have to be created with you know your down payment assistance mm -hmm. but if you want to do something like that now's the time to get started not six months from now so when a prospect talks to you about getting pre-approved for a mortgage I mean they're basically saying hey I'm looking for a house that's the first step right you've got to know people uh, to, to get what you want out of life and, and having a great lender, a great realtor, I mean, these are the people that are going to help you attain your goal of finding the right home. Now, the mistake I made in my first transaction way back when was I just went with the first realtor that a friend had mentioned and I didn't realize the realtor didn't have really any experience doing what they were doing. And my lender, I had no idea who the lender was. I just knew I had to sign a bunch of papers and pay a lot of money. And I was so proud. But, you know, you've got to go beyond what your knowledge level is. I thought I knew everything, and I really didn't know anything. And I'm encouraging our listeners and our viewers to talk to a lender, Michelle Holbert, Caliber Home Loans, and John Graham with REMAX Premier Properties. You're the kind of people that prospects for new homes should be talking to because those years of experience make a huge difference. I mean, Michelle, I know you don't, you're not desperate to do a mortgage, so it's not like you're going to do any mortgage for any bar. You really care about your clients. That's how you built up your business. Uh, you probably have a ton of referrals from past clients. A lot of your business comes from there. Yeah, actually most of my business comes from past clients or referrals from past clients. And then I have a core group of realtors that I've worked with for a long time. And it's nice to get new realtor blood every once in a while. You know, some of the younger people that have started in the business, that's always exciting. Make people look good, right? When somebody <laughs> refers you, it's going to get done. That's what the goal is. Uh, very nice. And your team at Caliber Home Loans, big team, what, what do you got going there? Well, actually I have three key people on my team and then I have an expanded team of processors and office personnel. but. My team consists of Amy Brazil and Ashley Palbicki, and they're fantastic. Amy's a, a former realtor, top producing realtor in this market, and made the transition to lending. And now she really appreciates all the hard work us lenders do. Yes. <laughs> so I always tease her about that. And you know, we just we have a great system. I, I love it. It's it's very exciting to be in business with them. It takes a team to put a deal together in the mortgage business nowadays. No more one man bands. Oh, no. So <laughs> if you're a, a, a new buyer and you're just talking to a, a lender, uh, make sure that they have a great team behind them because that makes all the difference in the world. Before it gets away from us, I want to get back to our Reno Sparks Association of Realtors median home price report. The last one I saw, John, we talked about $335,000 is the median home price. But if we kind of get outside of the Reno area, like to Fernley, it's about $100,000 less. And so are you finding in your part of the business that people are looking to go beyond the metro area? Well, people are looking at all their options, and it really kind of depends upon who they are. As, uh, as Michelle had talked about, a lot of the millennials, they want to be in Midtown, they want to be downtown, they want to, they want to be close in. A lot of them don't even have cars. Yeah. You know, that, that, that they're, they're on their bike Sorry, or Skip. they're on public okay. transportation. Not, not a great thing for you, but, but it really depends upon what their vision is. If their vision is, I want to have a house, then you're going out. In this area, you're probably heading out North Valley's. 
Uh, you may be heading out to Dayton, to Fernley, to those areas. But uh, those are the Sparks. There's some opportunities in uh, East Sparks that can tend to be more more affordable than that uh, 335 number. Well, yeah, that would make for some of the creative ways to purchase a home is maybe to buy something in an area where the prices are lower because there is a little bit of driving involved. And as you said, a little bit of driving in Reno is like zero driving in San Francisco or Los Angeles. So it, everything is relatively close here. And I would think with the technology centers going up, the Tahoe Industrial Center, John, uh, that the people that are working there would want to live closer to work. I would think that Fernley would be a good a good place for them to consider if there are homes there for them to buy. Yeah, uh, Fernley's getting a little on the on the pricey side. I think we'll see more as USA Parkway opens. I think we'll see uh, more down on uh, down towards Carson City, maybe into the Silver Springs area, into the Lyon County area. But East Sparks is pretty popular for those for those folks right now. A lot of veterans in Northern Nevada as well. And Michelle, I know that you have a special program for uh, mortgage loan applicants on the VA side. Let our listeners know and our viewers know how the VA mortgage works. So VA loans are specific to someone that has served in the military and meet the criteria for being able to purchase a home loan under that scenario. The nice thing about VA is that if you were to take any program available, you know, VA, FHA, conventional, VA is the best there is. Mm -hmm. And you're getting government rates, you're getting zero down, depending on the status of the veteran, whether they're a first time or a subsequent buyer, a, a relatively low funding fee. The nice thing about it, and a lot of people don't realize this, is a VA loan can also be into the jumbo category. So the maximum VA loan limit is technically 424.1, the same as the Fannie Mae loan limit. Mm -hmm. However, with the down payment, a veteran can actually buy well into the jumbo price range with very little down. So mm -hmm. I'll just give you a quick math. Somebody buying something in, let's say, the 550 price range only has to put about 7% down on a VA loan mm -hmm. versus the t and, and getting the lower interest rates versus a minimum of maybe 15% on a jumbo loan. Wow. So it's a fantastic loan program. Really the best advice I can give any young people that are thinking about buying a home and they want the best deal on a mortgage is this, enlist in the armed services. Get into the Army, the Navy, the Marines. You'll become a veteran someday and then you can take advantage of the best loan in the world, the VA mortgage. Michelle, it's great to talk to you today about Thanks, that. Thanks, Peter. You, you took that a little bit <laughs> different direction, but there it's you go. It's a recruiting <laughs> show Join <now>. the Army. <laughs> yeah. I didn't it, see them listed as a sponsor. I know. know. But I'm a patriot, so I appreciate that. They're going to be calling to thank you. Yes, a little they, recruitment yeah. opportunity. Yes, they are. I'd like to thank you for being with us today, Michelle. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Call me to get pre-approved well before you're thinking about buying a house. <laughs> all right. We've got all your contact information on our website. We'll make it easy for people to find you, Michelle. All Thanks right. For thank here. you. Skip Thompson, it was good to have you here, too, taking time away from helping people keep their automotive uh, situation in good order so they can save money on their transportation. Any final thoughts for our listeners? A car is just a car. A car is something that you drive. It is not a great investment. Chances are you're not going to make a lot of money on your car. If you're looking to better yourself and better your life and grow and things like that, real estate is going to be one of the biggest things that you could do and it'll have the uh, largest payoff in the end, uh, building equity. And But I am happy to take care of your older car and keep it on the road and get as many miles, quality miles out of it as you can. 
You're welcome, and I encourage all of our listeners and viewers to visit Skip Thompson at Leverett Automotive and Transmission. We'll put all of your contact information on our website, Skip. And John Graham has been with us, too. John is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and a realtor, professional realtor in Northern Nevada. I'm glad you've been with us today, John. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity, Peter. Always enjoy it. We'll make it easy for people to find you. And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. If you have any comments for us, you'd like to be a guest on the show perhaps, send an email to me, peter at nevadarealestateradio.com, and we'll talk with all of you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.